What's going on, everybody, and welcome back. This is the Up Before You podcast with your host, me, Connor Warman. Thank you all so much for taking time out of your busy lives to listen to this show. If you have been a longtime listener and enjoy the show, please share with family and friends. And as always, if you don't like the show, please tell me. If you have the time to do so, please join the many others who already have and leave me a rating or review wherever you listen. All right, today we have two very special guests on the show, Matt and Glenn Warman. Glenn started Warman Construction on his own in 1979, and Matt joined him in 1995. Together, they've been in business together now for over 20 years. On this episode, we take a deep dive into how they got started, how the company has evolved, their mission, and most importantly, we take a look at their relationship through it all. Let's go. So let's get started. Grandpa, we got to start with you. All right. Otherwise, without you, the story doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so <laughs> can you start things off? Can you tell me about yourself growing up? Sure. Like all the way back? When yeah, I was all a the kid. way back. So when I was a kid, I was one of seven seven kids. was uh, born in Chicago. Shortly thereafter, we moved out to Arlington Heights. We had seven kids in a little three-bedroom house uh, growing up at the time. You know, your friends, everybody was right in the neighborhood. So you were playing with your friends. Your your brothers and your sisters were had a lot to do in your life um, and revolved around your life. So um, wiffle ball was the big thing for us. We played wiffle ball as soon as the snow melted until the snow started falling again. It was a big thing. But growing up, um, happy family, good family, great mom and dad. And uh, uh, growing up, I felt like I grew up in a crowd, though. So I knew <laughs> as I was getting older that there were certain things I liked in, in a big family and certain things I didn't like. So I uh, um, I made note of that. So I knew when it was time for me to have my own family, mm-hmm. I'd be ready. Didn't you live out in Boston for a little bit? Yep. My dad got transferred out to Boston when I was um, young. I was in fourth grade. And uh, I got transferred out to Boston. I was there till I was a freshman in high school, and then we got transferred back to uh, back to Barrington. Were you excited to come back, or did you like Boston? No, I was at that point. I was already in high school, so I really wanted to stay put. But um, I was okay with the move. And actually, we had grown up in Arlington Heights, moved there, and my. Uh, my dad really kind of gave me a choice. He, he came home with different houses and this and that and said, where would you like to live? And I said, no, I really want to try something different, something new, and picked Barrington. Mm-hmm. And so we did. We moved out to Barrington. So, so do you still like all the Boston sports teams? Um, yeah, I've always kind of been a, 
a Boston sports fan. You know, we went to Fenway as a kid growing up. Now, I shouldn't say that because I, I do like Fenway, but I grew up a Cubs fan. My mom was diehard Cubs. My dad was diehard Sox. And my mom would take us to the games all summer long. We'd go down and we'd go to the Cubs games. So I grew up a strong Cubs fan. But Fenway was a fun park. It was a fun team to watch. So when you moved back here, did you say, did you ever say you wanted to move back once you were out of school? Um, No. Never took it that far. <clears throat> Only because when I got into high school, um, uh, I met um, Granny right away. And we became friends pretty quick. And um, I, there was no going back for me. Yeah. yeah, I was I was here to stay. So what did you do after high school? After high school, um, I started going to college. Really didn't feel like I had any direction there. I was going to Trinity out in Deerfield. And um, really thought, man, I really want to do something with my hands. And, and so I... Actually got a job at the lumberyard in town here and got started there, but it wasn't long after that I realized that I enjoyed carpentry and so really wanted to learn that trade and had a um, a contractor offer me a job, and that's how I got started. So you got started working for someone else. I got started working for somebody else, and probably two to three years into it, realized I wanted to go off on my own. And I did. So I was off and running early. So when did he come into the picture? So your dad went to high school, takes off, goes to college. And I mean, had, when did oh, when was he born? Your dad? Yeah, how oh, soon man. after high school? Uh, two years. Two years after high school. Uh, we were married um, a year after high school and then two years so at this point you're still working for someone else yeah i was still working for someone else when i had your dad when we had your dad so now i'll go to you all right you growing up what was that like all right so grew up grew up here in barrington uh you know i had a great family great great childhood um always remember doing tons of trips traveled a ton took a lot of time off school always going away just played lots of sports. Two brothers, always fun time. Lots what, of great memories. What sports did you play? Oh, as a kid, as a kid, played <clears throat> baseball, basketball, soccer. Of course, every kid plays soccer. Yeah, <laughs> didn't really like that that much, but um, yeah, yeah, just all the normal kid sports. So was it all in Barrington? You guys were here the whole time. All in Barrington, yeah. Yeah. You I think weren't. as a baby, I left Barrington for a few months. We moved up somewhere to Menasha, but then. We soon after moved back, so. Okay. So you obviously went through all the Barrington schools. So we went to Huff, right here. Huff Street, yep. It's a station. It's a Barrington High School. There was no station, just middle school. Just Barrington Middle School. There was only one at the Grew time, one. yes. Was it that one, though? Station? Yeah, it was the, no, it was the original one. So it was Prairie. Station, no, it was Station. It was Station. station. Yeah. Okay. So then after high school, what did you do? So after high school, I decided I wanted to go to college. Thought I wanted to be a CPA. Like my grandpa. Where did you go? Um, went to NIU, Northern Illinois. Um, decided decided after the first year that I really didn't like that. So I decided to move back home. Just kept going to Harper at the time. And um, didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I ended up, grandpa needed help. So I um, 
just started helping grandpa while I was going to school. And somewhere along those lines, like right away when I came back from college, I met your mom. And so we were kind of dating, which that went pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, and then at the same time, along with all that, I joined the fire department. So I kind of got, mm-hmm. I kind of got into everything all at once. Mm-hmm. So grandpa, what did you think when he decided to come home from school? Um, knowing that I, like that I hadn't gone to college and that college isn't for everybody. Um, at first I was a little surprised only because your dad was number one in his class in accounting. Yeah. Got an award and everything, the whole nine <laughs> yards. And just kind of surprised, but I really understood. He said, he said, I don't think I could sit behind the desk the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, as it is, it turned out to be the best Probably the best thing that ever happened to us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we were excited. Now, Dad, you mentioned the fire department. You joined the fire department first, right, Grandpa? Right, right. So when I was working at Paulson Lumber, um, I joined the fire department. I was approached to join the fire department, which was all volunteer, what they called paid on call. And uh, I spent 20 years on the fire department. What was that whole experience like? That was exciting. A, it was fun to be a part of the community. Um, it was fun serving the community. You're only getting six dollars a call, so you weren't doing it for the money. Um, but it was a fun time. It was your just great camaraderie. Made a lot of friends, and a, you know, just a, got to know a lot of people really well. So, Dad, what made you want to join the fire department then? You know, I always thought it was. I always thought it was really neat watching. We lived down the street from the firehouse, so at the time, all the volunteers when the call would go off. They'd go racing over the hill, racing down a park on the street. They'd jump on the trucks, and then they'd work for the call. And I always thought that was really cool. And it just so happened that when I came home from college and I just started working for Grandpa, um, that they were hiring guys. And I thought, well, that'd be kind of cool to try just to see what it was like. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of just how I got started. But I grew up with it. I grew up going to the picnics and the Christmas parties, and I knew yeah. all the guys. And so it was really fun. It was really fun for me joining because those guys were still on. Yeah. You know, Grandpa and all of his friends were mm-hmm. still on the fire department. Mm-hmm. And it was really a core group of, of people in the community that all worked locally. And so, you you know, it was the same guys all the time and you'd all hang out. You'd all go to the calls and it was really fun. So how long did you two, were you on the fire department at the same time? Probably at least 10 years. At least 10 years. 10 yeah. to 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. So before I had gotten off, and um, uh, yeah, and then I'm, yeah, I'm thinking I must have gotten off. Yeah, it must have been about 12 years. And then when I got off, your, your dad stayed on until they gave up the what was known as the paid on call position. So mm-hmm. yeah, all right. So you started Warmer Construction by yourself, right? How long did you work by yourself for? Probably the first 15 years. 10, 15 years, I worked by myself, mm-hmm. and then your dad came and started working with me, and your your dad was really my first first employee. I had one other guy that kind of came and worked with me and then left, and it was kind of back and forth, but your dad was really the first guy that came on and stayed steady, and then everything grew from there. Mm-hmm. So what was the motivation to leave your job and start your own company? Um, just the desire to work for yourself. To me, I think I always felt like I kind of knew how I wanted to do things or what I wanted to do and just wanted to continue to 
do that number one and then just keep improving on it so so at first when you were working by yourself what kind of projects were you doing more small stuff bathroom remodeling kitchen remodeling um, I even had your grandmother over to help me hang cabinets once in a while. They were too big for me to do when I was doing it on my own. But you, you learn how to do that kind of stuff on your own. So it was, um, it was all smaller work. But I then I started taking on additions on my own. So were you still hiring subcontractors to work for you? Yeah, because most times, like plumbers, electricians, you have to hire and need licensed people. Um, for that, but otherwise, I was doing a lot of that myself. I was doing my own roofing and everything at that point, mm-hmm. all my own siding. So, how did you decide to just name it after yourself? Um, just seemed like a logical thing. Do you have any other anything else you're going to call it? Yeah, I was going to call it Warman's Remodeling, and one of my excavators said, "Oh, do you want to really want to limit yourself to just remodeling?" Mm-hmm. He said, you ought to call yourself Warman Construction so everybody knows you'll do anything. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, that's a good point. And so I did. So, Dad, when you got involved, were you, got, were you both still working out in the field together? Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably for, so, ooh, I mean, five to seven years at least. At least, yeah. So yeah, you together. got, when did you get involved? 95? 95-ish, let's call it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, and pretty quick, but yeah, so we were working together for probably, well, t- just the two of us probably for at least a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we quickly started to hire some yeah. additional guys. So when did you get like an office and stuff? So we, the office used to be in our home. Yeah. So I always had kind of an office in the house. And then um, in 80, let's see, no, it was 98. In 98, the house next door just went up for sale, and the guy had a big garage that we thought we could use as our shop, had an office, so we kind of took over there and and moved next door, but it was right next to our, our house, so it was really convenient, and so probably 98, we moved, we moved over next door, and then probably just five, six years ago, moved out of that and over to James Street. So when did you move into the office full-time, like no more working in the field? Wow. Can't really say that. I really do that. I still carry tools around <laughs> in my truck, but <laughs> I moved into the office full-time. Oh, man. How long do you think? that? Maybe 2002, 2003, somewhere in there? Yeah. Because your dad and I worked together for, you know, five, six, seven years uh-huh. in the field together. I'd go home and bid stuff, look at jobs at night, bid it at night. And then we'd work all day together in the field. Yeah, so what was that like working together in the field, you two? That was good, yeah. That was really fun. I mean, it was was something that I never guessed that I ever would do. No. I never thought that I ever would would do this for a career. Uh Yeah. Yeah. So that was was probably the biggest thing. Right. Was it I mean, all growing up, I was the one who never wanted any part of it. (laughs) Never. When I was working around the house, your dad was a mile away. You never wanted to be around, but it was that, and that was a big surprise to me too, as far as having your dad uh, come and work with me like that. I wouldn't have guessed that in a million years. So how did you come to that decision? I I think I just started doing it, and I started liking being being around. I liked what I was doing. I liked being around town all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, did you do I that first because you didn't really have any other choice at the time? Um. Well, I mean, 
I started at the time because I needed a job, and I mean, I suppose I had every choice. I had nothing yeah. to do. I was just going to school. So, but then I think I started doing it, and we started to get into some neat projects, and I started to really like it. It was challenging, and you know, could be creative, and there's a lot of satisfaction in remodeling a space into something new and different. Mm-hmm. And I'd say between your dad and I. As we kept going, we just kept thinking, oh, we could do this. Oh, we could do that. And we just kept improving and offering new ideas to the customer. Um, so it was fun. It was fun being part of a design phase and a build phase. So, so Dad, when did you move into the office full time? Probably early 2000s. Yeah. It was so not too far after you. No, know. probably about the same time. Yeah, we both decided. Because by that point, we had... We probably had six or seven employees, and it just got to be too much to to manage. Yeah, yeah, to manage and to, and to get all the bidding and stuff done. So okay, so yeah, do you guys remember talking about that and coming to that decision that you're going to move into the office? Whose idea was it? I'd say probably more your dad's. I mean, I I really looked at it like, you know, we'll do what we we'll do what we have to do, but we realized that we had, there was a lot of um, estimating and um, a lot of uh, things to prepare for for the next day that we just couldn't do that night after night. We were found ourselves working 7, 8 o'clock at night every night getting ready for the next day or looking at a job or bidding a job. So it really got to the point where we realized it was kind of like the handwriting on the wall Mm -hmm. that if we were going to have a life, we needed to... We need to get out of the mm-hmm. field. Do you ever miss working in the field, Dad? Oh uh, yeah, I think occasionally you definitely you definitely miss still. That. Yeah, you yeah, do. Because there's a you're physically you may not feel like oh I want to go swing a hammer all day, but there's things you like to do in the field that mm-hmm. are just fun to do. Yeah. So there is well, a still there's still a good part of it we get to do. Yeah. You know we get to be involved with even yeah. from the position we have now. So that that's good. So do you, like Grandpa, enjoy seeing the whole start to finish of the whole project? Like, yeah. Like seeing the day-to-day, what happens? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So how has you, the relationship between you two changed since you started working together? Um, you probably let your dad answer that first. Yeah, you go. Either <laughs> one. I know, but I, it's, it's different because, you know what, there is a professional side of it where you have to be um, – partners in a business so there's decisions you just have to make so now you can't let your personal relationship or anything like that come in between the decisions you make um, or take something that's said personally because there's things that there's decisions we have to make each day there's things that have to be handled in the field um, that are more on a business side than they are on a friendship or a personal side. So there is a difference. But the nice thing about it is, at the end of the day, when everything's said and everything's done, we always walk away still best friends. I mean, it's yeah. uh, mm-hmm. definitely something you never expect that you're going to be able to to work with your, you know, with your dad every day yeah. and be best friends. You know, I mean. Mm-hmm. And get along. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So did you guys ever have to have like a talk about kind of leaving 
like not taking anything personally and you know when you walk out of the office is kind of drop it all I don't know if we really ever had a formal talk no. about it, but I think we've, I mean... We've known that all along. Yeah, we've definitely was, had situations where we've had to realize right. that, you know. We've never, I don't think we've ever walked out of the office one day mad at each other or holding a grudge. Right. I don't think that's ever happened. We we know, I mean, I guess that's probably one of the unsaid ground rules mm-hmm. um, that I would never, I'd never let that get in the way. Yeah, because a lot of people say you shouldn't get in business with your family. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. and I can see why. I mean, yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot of things that go on, a lot of things um, to it. But if if you're willing to work hard at it and work through it, mm-hmm. and and if you know, I guess that's been one of our goals too, is that we we've both known that we would never let something like this stand in the way of our friendship, our relationship. So as long as you keep that as your anchor, I think you can pretty much get through anything. Mm-hmm. We work. The nice thing is, it's great to have somebody like your dad to work through a problem on a job or a decision that needs to be made, um, because those things are going to come up. I don't care what you do in life; those things are going to come up. But it's nice to have somebody to work through that with. So, mm-hmm. so. Once you got into the office, you guys have pretty much only gotten bigger since that point, correct? Yeah. What was the toughest time or the roughest patch? As far as what do you mean, like like, um, like work goes, like there's not enough work. Oh well, that's has there ever been a, you just, it kind of just goes in. Has there ever been a threat of you got to close the doors for good? No, I mean I don't think that ever. I mean I think sometimes you, you come across that. You, you think that, <laughs> but you just got to keep pressing keep on and working at it. Yeah. yeah. For you know, for us, the, one of the biggest things that um, that affects us is the economy, and so if the economy really gets goes south, and in '08 it did happen, I mean we did everything we could possibly do to hang on to our help and our people, um, and find enough work to keep things the doors open. That was that was a, probably the biggest challenge challenge because. It lasted a lot longer than I think anybody ever expected. And the, the nice thing is the whole country was going through it. So you, we weren't the Lone Rangers trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. But you had to find a way to make it all happen mm-hmm. and keep the doors open and keep going. We were so, lucky because a lot of our, a, a lot of our guys, all of our guys will do anything. You right. know? So we weren't just limited to one thing. So we could, we could be pretty versatile. And be able to just do kind of whatever needed to be done, whatever whatever we could. Kind of like what he said in the beginning, just yeah. whatever whatever kind of yeah, work. Yeah, right. Mean, yeah, we could just find a way to keep everybody busy, to keep everybody going, and mm-hmm. you know, every, and everything all works out that way. So, so do you guys think being in the remodeling business, you're a little safer than the real estate business? Because when people aren't buying houses, maybe they'll do work to their house. Or do you think it kind of fluctuates together? I, mean, I think it definitely fluctuates, but I think yeah. in this area, yeah, do you I think, think in this area, definitely being in the remodeling business is big. I mean, it's uh, there's definitely people that constantly have things that they want to and need to do to their house. Mostly mm-hmm. want to, but yeah. So, yeah, do you think people are more likely to do work to their house or like to just buy a new house completely? Well, the good thing for us is even if they buy a new house completely, they, they, they still want to do. work to that house. So. <laughs> yeah. 
We've had both situations. Right. Yeah. So we've had people go out and buy a new house and say, well, I want to change this, this, and this. And we're off and running, taking new things out of a new home mm -hmm. to remodel it. Yeah. I mean, but we've remodeled. We've remodeled brand new houses, like extensively remodeled yeah. brand new houses. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. it's. Uh... So, what's the favorite project you two have ever done together? And what did you do? That's a good question. It's a really good question. I never thought about that. <laughs> I know, because we've done a lot of fun projects. So, here's... So, okay. So, Go probably maybe one, of the, maybe one of the favorite projects. I mean, just looking back, maybe it was the first edition that we actually did together. Yeah. What did you guys do? We just did a, we did a addition to a uh, old house on Lake Street, and the guy was pretty passionate about keeping, keeping it exactly um, per the original house as much as he could. He thought it was some sort of a Sears house from a Sears catalog, mm -hmm. and he wanted to, to recreate this addition on the back of the house utilizing as many of the old ideas from the Sears catalog as he could. Hmm. And so we did that. We did that together. And that was that was our very first project yeah. together that, that we worked on. We refer to that often still. Your dad and I were out. It was 20 below, and we had framed the roof. And we're out there 20 below. We are bundled up like a bottomless sponge. Yeah, on the roof. And yeah. we're, sh we're sheeting the roof. And we were just working away and working away and... We talk about that all the time. Mm -hmm. Fortunately for us, the guy's wife was a great cook, and she'd always have food made and stuff like, oh, come on in for coffee and dessert and this and that. So she was always feeding us and everything, but it was a, that was a fun project. Mm -hmm. I mean, right down to the brick on the fireplace, he pulled a, the catalog out, and there was a fireplace Sears offered, a brick fireplace at the time, and we matched it brick for brick. It was a fun project. So it's just you two. Yeah, just the two of us. Just the two of us. Yeah. So when did Uncle Pete come into the picture? Uncle Pete had to be around when you went to the office. Had to be late late nineties. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, ninety eight to two thousand, somewhere in that range. Okay. Um, how do you two? This kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. How do you two find a way to coexist in the office with two totally different leadership styles? So we both, I would say we, we, number one, respect. Yeah. We respect each other. So that's huge. And when you work from respect, to me, we can coexist in the office. Because we do have, we both, we have two very different management styles. And you probably hear a lot of that at the dinner table when you would come home, when your dad would come home at night. <laughs> I don't know why my dad does that. But. It is. It's respect for each other. And as much as we're different, though, we both, we're both on the same path, and we're both heading toward the same goal. So our vision is always the same, but getting there might be a couple of little different paths or whatever, mm -hmm. but we respect each other, and uh, that's what makes it so much fun. I'm I'm up and out of bed at 4.30 in the morning in the office. I can't wait to start a new day. And uh, I, I love it. Everybody keeps asking me when I'm going to retire, and I like what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, you have anything to say? No, I would say that's completely so the you're, you're more of the intense one, 
Yeah, I probably do get a little so does lot that, more intense. Yes. Does that come from more of like your name, your name being on the trucks, your name being part of the company? It's just it's got to be good because it's you. It's I mean, personal. I think so. I mean, I think you definitely feel you definitely feel the pressure of that, and you know you know that every day. You know. Yeah. Well, part of it's probably just to my personality. Yeah. Probably just a little bit, bit more high strung. A little definitely. Not as relaxed as Grandpa all the time. So where does that come from then? If he's all relaxed. I don't know. He's scranny like that. Well, no, we so. you know, we have to go back to. I always call it the firstborn. Because yeah. the firstborn just takes leadership roles seriously, and uh, and it's a great thing. It is. It's it's a good thing because you know what? It it really makes a difference in what we're doing. That we always turn out a good product, mm-hmm. no matter what we're doing. And your dad's really good at always keeping that in the forefront. What would you guys say your vision or your mission is with the company? What are you trying to do every day? I would say first and foremost to um, make sure that we're turning out and giving the customer what they, not only what they paid for, but what they were expecting and the, the best job they can possibly have. Dan? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. What is it like for you two to still, was it 20 years later, to still be working in the same office together every day? Well, it's exciting. I think finally, like, finally everything's, like, falling into place. What does that mean? I mean, everybody, everybody kind of knows what their role is. They have their role. Uh, every, you know, Uncle Pete, Uncle Pete is solid in, in what he's doing. And everybody, everybody just works really, really well together. Yeah. And everybody kind of knows knows their position, knows what we have to do. Um, we spend time each day making sure we know, you know, what's coming up and everything so that we're not always caught by surprise or anything like that. But I think your dad's right. It's fun now because everybody knows their, everybody knows their role. Mm-hmm. So do you guys ever talk about the future? Because obviously soon things are going to change, right? Yeah, we probably don't talk about it as much as we should. I mean, because you got you know, Grandpa, and you, got, you have some older guys that work for you. Right. Yep. So like big changes are inevitable. Right. right. Correct. So the nice thing about this, though, um, and pre-planning some of this is probably very good, but the nice thing about it is we can take on as much or as little work as we we have to um, so that would allow for instance myself and two of our carpenters are about my age um, if that were to happen and we weren't able to replace them you would slow the whole thing down a little bit so you take the manpower you have because we've, we've trained some really good guys um, and your dad will be able to take that in a smaller scale and continue moving forward and at that point, it would be his decision as to whether or not he would build it back up or just what he would do with it. Mm-hmm. So and we are constantly we are constantly working towards knowing that and building up and preparing yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit harder right now with probably just the demographic around here and the amount of people in the workforce and stuff that mm-hmm. want to do this anymore. So and it makes we, it a little yeah. bit more challenging. And we have a lot of um, repeat customers. So we just don't go to one person's house and work once there and we're done. 
they'll constantly call us back for the next project and and redo. So as your clientele builds and your list grows longer of customers, you get more and more of that. So it, it really feeds mm-hmm. a lot of work your way. And scheduling all that really does become uh, a, a job in itself. So. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I think that that helps, though. Mm-hmm. That helps feed into the older guys. We can kind of find and fit them into maybe a slightly different role, kind of managing and um, helping to maintain some of the relationships. They've known yeah. those people for a long time. And so they can go and continue to do that for us, maybe in a smaller scale, something they can handle for a little bit longer, mm-hmm. as opposed to bigger, newer projects. So you brought up an interesting point a second ago about the people that want to do this that specific job now have you guys noticed a big change since when you started of the people that want to be in construction I and what so. they're like yeah, yeah i think so and the types of people yeah you say it's sure. different yeah yeah it's just it's changing a lot so back in the day was it more like more people wanted to do it yeah more people wanted to yeah. or around this area maybe more people needed to yeah you know just the whole demographic has changed you know it's always it's always been a you know, um, a place, you know, where, where people live and they commute downtown and stuff, obviously. Yeah. But um, not a lot of tradespeople live around here. But and I think it's even less and less more now, you know. So you got to try to go out and lure those people here to get these jobs. And they're, you know, not everybody wants to do it. So has there ever been talk of, like, an expansion? Like, bringing more people into the office, expanding to a wider area? Stuff like that, just a bigger I, operation in general. I think we've talked about it, but I think that we've ultimately come to decide that we like the size we are, and then we like the personal attention that we can give to each project. So I don't think that we're really going to do that. So personal attention is in like like one of you two being on each job every day, yeah, talking yeah. to the customers and seeing what's going on. That's yeah. huge, and you know it's it's huge. I think it's huge for the customer, but I also think it's an important part for your dad and I. That's part of the joy and the fun of being of working in town with not only people that you're working for, but we live in this town, we play in this town, we eat, go out to eat in this town, and it it's fun. It, to me, it keeps it a hometown atmosphere. For us and makes it a family business that's been in town for a long time. We're we're forty years old now. So would you say that aspect is part of what makes you guys special and what part of why people like you so much? Because of the attention you give them and your attention to detail? I would think so, yeah. And kinda of you guys are always on call, ready to go. Right, yeah. yeah. I would you'd like I'd like to think that's exactly why they hire us. Um because we and we enjoy it. I mean, I really hope that that shows in everything we do that we truly enjoy what we're doing, and we plug ourselves into their project when it's, when it's their turn to have us work at their house. I really hope they realize that we're we're really plugging in and we want to be a part of this all the way to the end. So, so how do you guys sell yourself to someone when you're making a bid? What's the pitch? Right. I think it's different for every customer. I think. For us, I think part of it it is um, it's a little bit. I'm not going to say easier, but we we usually come in from somebody from a referral, so they know of us already. So mm-hmm. 
we don't necessarily, it's not like they cold called us or something out of the phone book or anything like that. Is that so ever they know about happened? us and they know about our company and mm. they've seen our work and they know what we do. So I think that that, and, and probably they know us personally already. So do you ever really get just cold calls out of the blue anymore? Rarely. Rarely. Because that used to happen a lot? Yeah, not, you know what? I wouldn't even say a lot. Now, usually somebody has recommended us to a customer. So they've, they've heard about us through someone. Um, and that's how we'll, we've never had to go and knock on doors for work or anything like that. Um, somebody's recommended us. And so the door's always kind of already been ajar. And um, we haven't had to go and convince somebody to please give us a chance. So People do that? Go door to door? Well, yeah, there's a lot of people. There's all kinds of advertising and everything. And to us, the word of mouth is the best advertisement. So. So you guys have never really gotten into advertising then? No. And never, never had a really, need to? Never really had to. Now, do you think you ever will? No. I don't think so. I mean, I, I think, think it changes. I think, you know, yeah. you can obviously put out there as much or as little as you want on social media right. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think necessarily advertising is. And our number one yeah. goal isn't, isn't to see how much volume we can do or how far, how big an area we can create. Mm-hmm. Really, that isn't the... We don't walk in every morning and say, okay, how are we going to boost sales by 20% this month? Mm-hmm. That's not part of what we do. Mm-hmm. So, Dad, I have one for you. Okay. So, a lot of people have told me this, and the more I think about it, the more I think it's true. So, you rarely ever say no, and you rarely ever say, we can't do this. Do you know right. why? You rarely ever say, like, this can't be done. Right, right. Because, well, truly, I believe that I believe that we can to some extent, do anything, right? Mm-hmm. One way or another, we can do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't, I've just never been one to say no to anybody. Yeah. Although, I mean, I'll always, I'll always help somebody do whatever they need help with. I'll find a way. Yeah. You know, I, if, if I can't personally do it, I can, I can help them find somebody that can do it, mm-hmm. for sure. Does that have anything to do with Grandpa? Anything Grandpa taught you? I'm sure, oh, I'm sure it does. Yeah, I'm sure it does. I've never heard Grandpa say no to anybody either. So, <laughs> yeah, because I just I've had people tell me that before, and the more I started to think about it, the more I thought it was true. So yeah, I was yeah, just wondering. I even thought about. I even thought even as much as today, I, I there was there was something I was going to say no to, and I almost said no, and I did, and I said yes. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what do you guys got this spring? Big stuff coming. Make a lot of projects coming. Wow, yeah, right. just, take some roofs off. It started early. Yeah, it started early this year. It's yeah, we'll see. Early, yeah. yeah, we'll see. A lot of drawings in the works. And, yeah, yeah. Rare. yeah. This, this is good. This is summer. Grandpa, when are we gonna get you back in the gym? Oh, <laughs> I gotta find the time. I know it. I I have to be honest. Gotta make the time. Gotta you gotta make it. it. I know it. That's you said you get up at four thirty. Right. I know it. Yeah, but look at see what happens is instead of getting up at four thirty going to the gym, it's four thirty. I'm going to the office instead. Yeah. And, you know, part of the, it's funny that you bring that up because I love that gym. I really enjoy doing that. And Granny's been going, and I, I need to go. I want to get back there. But um, um, I find that it takes me longer. Now, the older I get, it takes me longer to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. And so I really find it absorbs more of my time in the office. And I realize that is still an excuse. But when you're behind... 
or not even behind, but when you've got projects going and there's things that have to happen at a certain time, mm -hmm. you, you got to be prepared or you you find yourself playing catch up. So it's a catch 22. But they it's always, on my mind. They all always the ask time. about you at the gym. Good. I, good. I like it. It's a, and it's a great group of people. <laughs> it is. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for doing this with me. You bet. Yeah. A lot of thanks fun. for having us. Thank you all for listening today, and I hope you enjoyed episode 40 of this show. We'll see you next time on the Up Before You podcast. Have a great day.